The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. If you look at the video kind of close, she was just acting differently than she normally would act. Even people that she had spoke to on the telephone, you know, she was sounding confused and distraught, didn't understand where she was. I, I just don't understand how somebody can go into a place and then just disappear. On a warm spring day in the Dallas metro area, 26-year-old Prisma Reyes leaves her job at a car dealership and heads to lunch at a local restaurant, where she meets up with an ex-boyfriend. Although it seems like the pair might rekindle their relationship, the couple gets into a disagreement and Prisma is left alone, drinking at the bar. A few hours later, she pulls up outside the ex-boyfriend's apartment building. She's spotted in the complex's parking garage, but no one knows if she ever makes it to his front door because no one ever sees Prisma Reyes again. I'm Steve French, and this is Unsolved Mysteries, Missing in Mesquite. On the morning of Wednesday, April 17th, 2019, Prisma Reyes, a single mom in Mesquite, Texas, drops off her six-year-old son at the babysitter's. She then heads to her job at a car dealership. When Prisma has not returned by 9.30 that evening, the babysitter is alarmed and calls police. For an adult to walk out, not tell anybody where they're going, is not illegal. But for something like this, when a mom doesn't pick up her kid, that raises eyebrows for everybody. Detective Dustin Barrett works for the Mesquite Police Department's Major Crimes Unit, which handles missing persons cases. So the original report was called in by what we later determined was Ms. Reyes's babysitter, and she let us know that it was highly unusual for Prisma not to have picked up her child. It wasn't like Prisma to not at least let her know if she was going to be late. The babysitter last talked to Prisma on Prisma's lunch break, but when she was calling Prisma's phone later on that evening, it was going straight to voicemail like it was off. Investigators quickly determined Prisma showed up for work as scheduled at the car dealership, where she'd only been working for the past few weeks. She left to go to lunch, but never returned, and no one from her office ever saw her again. My partner and I began trying to kind of figure out who Prisma was. 
a good victimology can a lot of times lead you to what happened to somebody. In Prisma's case, we found out that she lived in Mesquite, so we traveled over to the apartment complex and started talking to people there. One thing that everybody said was that she was a very good mother, which kind of raised concerns for us as to why she would not be able to pick up her child on time. Prisma's family hasn't heard from her, and her mother and brother are distraught. Prisma's stepfather, Dan Fuchs, a truck driver who lives just outside Dallas, gets the news while on the road. We pulled into the truck stop, got something to eat, and back to the truck, and I had laid down, and that's when the phone rang in the middle of the night. And then I thought, well, I must be dreaming or something. You know, I just police department called me up, asked me if I had spoke to Prisma anytime recently. I'm like, no, I ain't spoke to him. We can have two weeks, something like that. And I says, why are you asking? They says, well, we need to find her. And I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, okay. At five foot two, 130 pounds, Prisma Reyes was not an imposing figure, but everyone who knew her said she had no trouble taking care of herself. Prisma was a very, very independent young lady. She didn't like taking flack from really anybody. She was outspoken. If she had it on her mind, she'd tell you what she thought. Prisma was born into poverty and first lived with her grandmother in Mexico while her mother worked in the United States. When her mom married Dan Fuchs, Prisma was just a young girl, and that's when she was able to join the family and her siblings in Texas. I met her when she was about five years old. Basically, her whole life, she's known me as nothing but her father. Her first year in school, she uh, came in. She's probably maybe spoke, if you're lucky, a dozen words in English, really. She ended up learning English that year. And then through that summer of school, over the summer break there, she got an invitation to go to a, a magnet school for gifted children. Prisma excelled at her studies, finishing high school a year early. She had plans to head to college, then became pregnant. But being a teenage mother did not stand in the way of Prisma's dreams. Prisma ended up, while she was pregnant, putting herself through college and everything else. And then through that point, she became a licensed paralegal, started working for various attorneys in the, the area right there. She joined the National Guard. She's always trying to better her life to better her son's life. There's nothing more important to Prisma than her little boy, which is why her friends and family tell police they can't believe that Prisma just walked away from him. Prisma Reyes never showed up to pick up her six-year-old son. Prisma Reyes's own mother told me that Reyes would never abandon her own son. Her mother gave me a, the most current photograph she had of her, so I had immediately had flyers made, just putting them on telephone poles, windshields. I put up an electronic billboard. I put up a static billboard, anything in that area, just to try to get somebody to say, hey, keep an eye out for this person here. I had heard about it on social media, and I ended up creating a Facebook group dedicated to trying to find Prisma called Where is Prisma Reyes? Kaylee Palmer is a former private investigator who took a personal interest in the case. I help those that don't have a voice or really don't have anybody on their side. She just all of a sudden vanished. And I couldn't imagine being in that situation where my little boy was missing his mom and didn't have any answers. Overall, she was a really good person who wanted to simply make life better for her son. That was her ultimate goal, no matter what she had to do to do that. So the fact that she went missing is completely out of her character. 
because she would have at least alerted somebody or made sure that her son was okay and not just with a babysitter, or she would have taken him and not just disappeared. Prisma's family can't imagine that anyone would want to harm the young single mother. But when police dig further, they discover aspects of Prisma's personal life that she'd kept hidden. There was one person that spoke with us, let us know that Prisma was also an exotic dancer. We were given a club out in Fort Worth, Texas, which is just a little bit west of Dallas, that she danced at occasionally. My partner and I traveled out there and, and spoke with some of the staff at the club. Any of them that knew Prisma were pretty adamant that Prisma came on the weekends to work. She worked and she left. She didn't really have any friends that worked at the club there. The way several of the dancers put it to us was she was there to make money and then leave. Did one of the customers at the club where Prisma danced become obsessed with her? A few weeks before her disappearance, Prisma revealed to a close friend that she believed she was being stalked. Approximately a month prior to her going missing, something fell apart or multiple things happened at that time because she bought a gun and she was trying to defend herself. She felt that she was being followed or stalked. She's very well-educated when it comes to firearms, especially being a part of the military. Around the same time, she also had an encounter where she came out to her vehicle and all four of her tires were slashed. Could this mysterious stalker be responsible for Prisma's sudden disappearance? The police track Prisma's cell phone activity, hoping it will lead them to the missing mother. We went ahead and started pinging her phone that night and we weren't getting good pings back. Prisma's phone stops outgoing activity at a particular time in the evening there, and that was an immediate clue to us that something's odd here. Through interviews with friends, family, and coworkers, Detective Barrett and his team pieced together a timeline of the day Prisma went missing. She was at work in the morning at the car dealership, a job she'd recently started after working as a paralegal for several firms in the Dallas area. She was doing administrative work, and that morning, things were not going well. She'd had a, a disagreement with a coworker over a parking space that on that particular day that caused her to get upset. When she called the babysitter on the lunch break, she mentioned that. Apparently, where she had been parking, there was another employee that normally parked there. That sounds kind of, I guess, petty, but... I believe it was a culmination of frustration with the job. At 1 p.m., still upset over the run-in with her coworker, Prisma leaves and goes to lunch. Prisma never returned back to the car dealership after her lunch break, essentially quitting her job. Through her cell records, Detective Barrett discovers that prior to leaving for lunch, Prisma had called an ex-boyfriend. When questioned, the ex tells them that he and Prisma had made a plan to meet up at a Dallas restaurant. Security camera video from that restaurant confirms his story. When Prisma arrived, the ex-boyfriend was already there, seated, and he was eating lunch. At that particular point, the status of their relationship appeared to be beginning to kind of rekindle things. It appears at some point that they may have had a verbal altercation. The ex-boyfriend leaves and Prisma kind of hangs around for a little bit and then goes back inside the bar. 
After he leaves, Prisma appears to try and drown her sorrows, still upset over her problems at work, or with her ex, or something else. Prisma sits at the bar for a while. She continues to drink, and she ends up getting into an altercation with one of the staff members of the location, culminating in her kind of spilling a drink and tossing it towards that person. She leaves and gets in her Jeep, and she proceeds to leave the parking lot. It's clear on the surveillance video of her leaving that she's impaired or highly upset. According to witnesses, as soon as she leaves the bar, Prisma's day goes from bad to worse. She's involved in a road rage altercation, just a little bit down from the restaurant bar. The other involved parties with that road rage altercation told us that Prisma got out of her vehicle and pointed a gun at them. Fortunately, the altercation de-escalates, and Prisma makes the decision to put the gun away and get back into her Jeep. Based on her cell phone records, it looks like she's heading back towards the Mesquite area. And then at some point, roughly around 5.30, she turns around. We don't know why. We don't know what she was doing at that time. We're solely going off of cell towers that she was hitting off of. They were tracking towards Mesquite, and then they were tracking back towards Dallas. The last ping from Prisma's cell phone was around 6 p.m. on the east side of Dallas. On the morning of April 18th, as I arrived to work, my sergeant at the time let us as a unit know that Dallas Police Department had just found her vehicle outside of an apartment complex in Dallas. Prisma's white Jeep Wrangler has been spotted in Old East Dallas, parked illegally. She blocks a little street that kind of looks like an alley which ultimately is how her vehicle was found because people were trying to use that cut through street to get to work the next morning and her car was blocking it. When Detective Barrett arrives at the address, he realizes that Prisma's ex-boyfriend, the one she ate lunch with the day she disappeared, lives in that building. Police head to his apartment and question him further. He says that after leaving Prisma at the restaurant, he returned home but had gone out again and had no idea Prisma had driven to his apartment building. Prisma's ex-boyfriend gave us an initial story and an initial alibi. He mentioned the frustrations that she was having at work. He mentioned that they had a slight disagreement over him speaking with other women. And he said that everything was perfectly fine up until their disagreement over speaking with other women. One thing everybody likes to do is shop. Another thing everybody likes to do is save money. What if you were able to do both? Well, now you can with Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is partnered with over 3,500 stores across every category. Beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, you name it. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Shop stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Bloomingdale's, Urban Outfitters, Blue Mercury. Chances are your favorite store is already there. Here's how it works. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. You can maximize your savings by stacking cash back on top of other deals, like store sales and coupons. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Why not join them? Membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. 
Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up with Rakuten. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. While his colleagues check out the ex-boyfriend's alibi, Detective Barrett looks at the surveillance cameras from the surrounding area for the evening Prisma went missing. We have a perfect shot on the cameras of her pulling up. She sits in her car for a little bit. She exits the car and manages to slip into the residence-only parking garage when it opens for another vehicle. Surveillance footage shows that Prisma has her purse with her, and she's standing outside the parking garage elevator talking on her cell phone. So we have her on camera coming into the garage. She appears to be on her phone. She's standing around in front of the elevators, really just kind of meandering around that area. People that she had spoke to on the telephone, you know, she was sounding confused and distraught, didn't understand where she was. She was just acting differently than she normally would act. Even if she was intoxicated, her actions were a little bit different. We believe that she was trying to call the ex-boyfriend based on the conversations that she was having with these other people she called and was trying to, to ask what apartment number. Prisma is seen entering the elevator with a resident of the building who was returning home from walking his dog. They began to ride up from the bottom floor. We did speak with him. He remembers Prisma being in the elevator, then she appeared to be crying and a little upset, but that he got off on a lower floor and she continued to ride up. Although there are no cameras in the elevator, police believe that Prisma exited on an upper floor of the parking garage. The last time we have a person physically seeing her is inside the parking garage on one of the upper floors. We have witnesses from the parking garage that saw her standing on one of the upper floors, standing crying. This particular witness saw her standing next to a vehicle that had the trunk open. Prisma had spoken to this particular witness and asked if she knew whose car this was. The witness told her she did not. And when this particular witness attempted to, I guess, hold the door open for her, Prisma did not follow her through into the breezeway. She stayed in the parking garage. Going just off of Prisma's phone records, we believe that she was definitely in the building for at least a 15-minute time frame, and then quite literally vanishes without a trace. Did Prisma walk out of that parking garage alive, or was she the victim of foul play somewhere inside the apartment building? Or is it possible someone was able to smuggle her out in the trunk of a car, dead or alive? We have the video footage of every vehicle in and out of that complex from probably an hour before Prisma arrives until roughly 8, 9 o'clock the next morning. And the size of this complex means that there are a whole lot of vehicles that are coming in and out. Detective Barrett and his team follow up every lead interviewing building residents and neighbors living nearby, looking for clues to Prisma's whereabouts. Pretty big search. They brought a lot of resources in pretty quickly. They had a mobile command sent up out there. They had 
Texas Rangers looking cadets, anybody with a pair of boots to get in there and get looking, they had there at that time. It was a pretty exhausting search. Probably 30 to 40 detectives, including some uniformed officers also, went to this complex and we walked the entire complex. We walked the entire parking garage. We checked elevator shafts. We checked the attic, the roof. Everywhere somebody could be, we knocked on every door in that complex and spoke with a good number of the residents. We actually ran two sets of dogs at the complex, some being live search dogs that track scent and some being cadaver dogs looking for deceased persons. I am thoroughly convinced that she is not in that building or parking garage. We also fanned out from that complex. We canvassed probably about a quarter mile radius for surveillance video to see any surveillance video from ring doorbells on a house to gas station surveillance camera. And unfortunately, all of it came up empty. A lot of people think that Prisma just went missing and it has to be this on-again, off-again ex-boyfriend that we hear about. And he's also the guy that she's had physical altercations with. But it's not as clear-cut and dry as that. There are so many moving pieces and moving parts. Former private investigator Kaylee Palmer has been researching this case for several years. It's so strange to me that we see her on CCTV footage. We see her in front of the elevator. We see her on the phone. And then we know that there are a few calls that are made after she exits the view of the CCTV footage. But she's never heard from again. She just literally disappears. And I know that that's not possible. You don't just dissolve into thin air. It doesn't happen. So she went somewhere. Ultimately, Prisma's ex-boyfriend's alibi is confirmed, deepening the mystery even further. We were able to confirm that alibi. He was with three other people at a different location, several miles away from the apartment complex. We have him on video leaving before Prisma arrives. And all of the digital evidence and physical evidence that we have links up to him being where he said he was with who he said he was. So for all intents and purposes, we are confident that he was not there when Prisma was there. Once the ex-boyfriend is ruled out, the police don't have much to go on. So they begin to investigate any plausible theory. In this particular case, the lack of physical evidence makes it very difficult to figure out exactly what happened. Prisma could have just walked out and ran into the wrong person on the street. She could have asked for help from the wrong person at the complex. It is not uncommon, especially in a city the size of Dallas, to have the kind of human trafficking where Prisma is taken somewhere else to a different country, different state, different city in Texas, and held captive and forced to do different things. Investigators also focus on the restaurant where she spent several hours before eventually going missing. There are people that are associated with the bars in that location that are known to spike drinks. Prisma can handle our liquor. Yeah, I've seen her drink quite a bit. And she can handle it pretty darn good. I'm leaning towards being drugged. You know, years ago, we used to call it a roofie. But something to that effect, because she didn't seem to be acting herself the way she was on those videos. I can't put a lot of stock into that one, mainly because we have her on camera the entire time she's there. 
as well as the drinks that she's drinking. So at no time did we see anybody put anything in her drink. The possibilities are endless as to what could have happened. There could have just been the wrong person in the parking garage that ran into Prisma. Prisma could have simply gotten in the car with somebody that she didn't know, took a ride out, and we wouldn't see that on camera. She could have gone down the stairs and and walked out into downtown and, and walked off into a more unsavory part of town. There's no telling exactly what happened. As the case grows cold, authorities still continue to run down every lead. A few months after Prisma went missing, people had started reaching out to the Facebook page. And they're like, hey, there's this girl who just showed up at Walmart and she's been missing and she's been kidnapped and she looks like Prisma. There was a young Hispanic woman out in the Louisville area, I believe it was, that jumped out of a car, ran into a Walmart, right into the ladies' room. And a couple of witnesses said, that's Prisma, that's Prisma, that's Prisma. Well, as it turns out, it was not. Unfortunately, it was not a good end of the story for us, but it was a good end of the story for another party. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Two years later, Prisma's eight-year-old son is being raised by his grandmother, but friends and family have not given up looking for his mother. I'm still handing out flyers, asking questions. Somebody has to have seen something because there's always somebody out walking around in those apartments. Maybe I'll get lucky at one point and then the one key person that may still be living there that was living there then may say, hey, I remember seeing something about that. I personally find it hard to believe that nobody saw anything. If somebody did see something, they certainly have not come forward, and that's quite frustrating in its own right. This is probably the most unusual case that I've worked on, and this doesn't typically happen, especially in today's society. It's hard not to get seen on surveillance camera. Um, It's hard without destroying your phone for us not to be able to track your phone or use credit cards or debit cards. It's odd for a person not to leave a trail. Every night and day, I wake up and I go to bed thinking what I can do to find Prisma. There's multiple people, in my opinion, that know what actually happened or have a key detail, and they're going to have to say something. I do have hope that Prisma is alive, and I've never really felt that she was gone. That's, I think, what keeps me going the most, because I know that it's even more of a dire situation if she is alive, because we're going on two years now. Come hell or high water, we're going to get answers. We're just not going away. It bothers every one of us in every which way, shape, form, not knowing what happened or where Prisma is at this time. But we all hold out and pray that she will be back with us sooner than later. In my heart, I can feel she's still with us and she still will be here. I have faith in God that he'll bring her back. 
Prisma Reyes went missing on April 17, 2019, in Dallas, Texas. There is a reward for any information about this case. If you know something, please contact the Mesquite, Texas Police Department at 972-285-6336 or submit a tip at unsolved.com. Next on Unsolved Mysteries. We jumped in the car, we ran every light, and we go into the emergency room, want to know where our son is, and the surgeon comes out and says that he has expired. And we hit the ground, we hit the ground, we hit the floor. Unsolved Mysteries is a production of Cosgrove Muir Productions and Cadence 13. It is executive produced by Terry Dunmuir and Chris Corcoran. Produced by Lloyd Lockridge, Christine Lenick, Courtney Ennis, Paige Heimson, and Paul Yates. The story producer for this episode was Ann Toller, and it was edited by Jillian Cohen. From Cadence 13, editing, mixing, and mastering by Chris Basil, Andy Jaskowitz, and Bill Schultz. Production support by Sean Cherry and Ian Mont. Artwork and design is by Kirk Courtney. Publicity by Josephina Francis and Hilary Schuff. The original theme music was composed by Gary Malkin and Michael Boyd. Thanks for listening to episode 39 of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs>